Hello and welcome to the 153rd episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. What do you think? Are two heads better than one? Please repeat. Two heads are better than one. Two heads are better than one. Yeah, I think so. This is a good expression to learn in English. Two heads are better than one. What does that mean? It simply means that it's better to have the power or the advantage of two people's brains or minds or heads to solve a problem than simply one person's brain or one person's head, right? So we say, great, yeah, let's get together and work out this problem because two heads are better than one. What about two hearts? Are two hearts better than one? That's what they say. That's not really an expression in English, but they do say that two hearts beat together. Repeat, two hearts beat together. Are you familiar with the verb to beat? How do you conjugate it? Is it a regular verb or an irregular verb? It's an irregular verb. Beat, beat, beaten. So if two hearts beat as one, they're in sync. They're in sync. Please repeat, to be in sync. To be in sync. How do you spell sync? S-Y-N-C. How are your letters? How are your letters? I hope you are very clear on your letters. The Y, the I, the E, the G, the J. Are you clear on those? S-Y-N-C. To be in sync. What does it mean? Well, first of all, let me ask you this. What is sync short for? Are you familiar with the expression to be short for something? Yeah. If you shorten a word, we say it's short for. In other words, sync is short for synchronization. Another example would be, let's say, info. Info is short for information, right? So in this case, sync is short for synchronization. So two hearts that beat as one are in sync. Now remember, that's different from the phrasal verb to stand for. Again, short for, sync is short for synchronization, but remember the phrasal verb to stand for, which basically is used with initials like GPS. What does GPS stand for? Global positioning system. Okay, but short for something is basically the shortened form of a word or a phrase. Info is short for information. Photo is short for photograph. Okay, now, sync. We're talking about the word sync. What about S-I-N-K? Sync. S-I-N-K. What's a sink? It's where you brush your teeth. At least that's where I brush my teeth, and I assume that's where you brush your teeth. You brush your teeth in the sink. It's this stationary basin that's connected to a faucet used for washing your face and brushing your teeth. Sink. Which reminds me of an interesting expression. Let that sink in. Please repeat. Let that sink in. So if I say, let that sink in, it means... Think about that for a while. Absorb what I have just said. So if I say something surprising or something that you don't expect me to say, and then I say, let that sink in, I'm telling you, think about that for a while. Absorb that thought. 
Let's talk about Elon Musk. Some of you may remember the tweet that he sent right after he bought Twitter. And the tweet said, entering HQ. Let that sink in. So he's using this expression here. Again, entering HQ. Let that sink in. He's basically saying, look, look what I have done. Absorb this information. I am entering the headquarters of Twitter because there was a lot of speculation about whether or not he would finally buy Twitter. And you remember the video, we see Elon Musk walking into the headquarters, carrying a sink, helping to support this expression of let that sink in. By the way, why did Elon Musk tweet entering HQ? What does HQ stand for? Again, to practice the phrasal verb. What does HQ stand for? Headquarters. Headquarters. Remember, we always put an S at the end of headquarters. A headquarters is the place from where you command something. The central offices, the headquarters. And the noun headquarters can be singular or plural, but it's always written with an S at the end. So we can say, our company has one headquarters in Europe and another headquarters in Asia. But remember, we always put an S at the end of headquarters. Now, thinking about the verb to sink, how do you conjugate it? Sink, sank, sunk. Sink, sank, sunk. Question, what about the word sunken? Sunken, S-U-N-K-E-N, is an adjective. So if we're talking about a treasure, we don't say a sunk treasure. We say a sunken treasure, which also reminds me of that sinking feeling. Oh, man, I have a sinking feeling. Repeat, I have a sinking feeling. What's a sinking feeling? You know that unpleasant feeling you get when you think something bad is about to happen? It's like this feeling of dread that something bad is just about to happen. Maybe you see an ambulance in front of a house and you go, oh my gosh, I have this sinking feeling. Which means just by seeing the ambulance, I have this thought that something bad is going to happen. So you can start using that expression to have a sinking feeling. Now, I have a sinking feeling whenever the letter carrier or the postal carrier or the mail carrier, to be politically correct, because when I was a kid, we would say the mailman, but today we use letter carrier or postal carrier or mail carrier. Well, I get a sinking feeling whenever the mail carrier or the postal carrier rings my doorbell, ding dong, and he or she asks me to sign something before I receive the letter. Hmm. Oh boy, I get this sinking feeling. It seems like every time you have to sign to receive a letter, <laughs> it's bad news. And I get that sinking feeling. And also when I think of sank, the past tense of sink, I think of a brand of decaffeinated coffee, which was very popular when I was a kid. The brand was called Sanka, and it was a decaf brand of coffee. By the way, what is decaf short for? Please repeat to practice. What is decaf short for? Well, decaf is short for decaffeinated. So there was this brand called Sanka, and it was not only decaf, but it was instant decaf. Question, what is instant coffee? Well, it's coffee that you dissolve in water. You put a teaspoon 
or two teaspoons of instant coffee in water or milk. You stir it and you drink it. It's called instant coffee. And another brand that I remember as a kid that was also decaf was called Brim. And the slogan was, fill it to the rim with Brim. Please repeat, even if you don't understand what I'm saying, imitate me. Please repeat, here we go. Fill it to the rim with Brim. Okay, well, what does that even mean? Well, Brim is the brand, what's a rim? A rim is the edge of a coffee cup. If you fill it to the rim, you are filling it all the way to the top. So fill it to the rim with brim. And lastly, speaking of decaf, I sometimes like to order a half-calf. Not calf like baby cow calf. By the way, how do you spell calf, which is a baby cow? C-A-L-F. Remember, the L is silent. No, I like to order a half-calf, which is C-A-F-F, short for caffeinated, because it has 50% caffeine and 50% decaf, and it's a nice blend of regular and decaffeinated beans. That way, I don't get too wired. And if you don't know what it means to get wired or to be wired, go back and listen to one of my podcasts. I can't remember which one, but we talked about it. It means to be really nervous and excited with energy. Well, anyway. We have to finish this podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again to the 153rd podcast. Please go back and listen to this podcast. Write down what you have learned and go out into the world and start using it. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.